Think you hate marketing? Think again. Here on the Marketing Chat Podcast, I share practical, relatable tips to make marketing easy and fun. I'm Kelly, a marketing strategist, Squarespace website designer, and founder of the Women Podcasters Academy. I'll be breaking down big ideas into actionable steps so you can get moving with your marketing with way less stress and way more fun. Today's episode is brought to you by the Women Podcasters Academy. The Academy features a full course and supportive community to help you start and grow your own podcast. You can find more information at womenpodcastersacademy.com. Today, I'm interviewing Lou Bortone on using video in your business. Sweet Lou Bortone is known as the video godfather. We're not exactly sure why, and frankly, we're a little afraid to ask. We do know that Lou Bortone has been a pioneer and thought leader in the video space since the launch of YouTube in 2005. He's helped thousands of entrepreneurs and company create and leverage online video to build their brands and dramatically grow their revenues. Prior to his industry-leading work in online video marketing, Lou spent over 20 years as a marketing executive in the television and entertainment industries, including stints as national promotion manager for e-entertainment television and senior vice president of marketing for Fox Family Worldwide in Los Angeles. Lou is a popular speaker, author, and ghostwriter of six business books. He's also the author of Video Marketing Rules, How to Win in a World Gone Video. You can learn more about Sweet Lou at loubortone.com, and I'll put that link in the show notes and on my website. Welcome, Lou. I'm so thrilled you're here today. Thanks so much, Kelly. I appreciate it. Absolutely. So you spent over 20 years as a marketing executive in the entertainment industry. Would you mind telling us a little about that? Yes, I'd be happy to. Um, not quite as glamorous as it may sound, uh, although it was kind of an adventure. I went to L.A. without a job, but was really fortunate to find uh, a job quickly at E! Entertainment Television. And um, I was I had worked in radio in Boston prior to that. So all of a sudden I was at E! and I was doing photo shoots with, you know, James Kahn and William Shatner and Nick, Nicolas Cage. And it was it was pretty crazy, but it was a lot of fun. So I learned quickly and just tried to pay attention and, and, you know, keep my mouth shut and my ears open and, uh, and basically just kind of, uh, moved up the ranks in Hollywood for a few years. And then, um, when I had twins, I decided to move back East so we could be closer to family. Um, my company at the time had just been sold to Disney and, um, there was a lot of change going on. So I'm like, well, now's a good time as any to, uh, to go back East and, uh, strike out on my own, basically. Oh, wow. Okay. So that sounds like a good like reason, obviously, to leave. But so what about that striking out on your own and becoming an entrepreneur? Mm-hmm. What What's the, I mean, that's always risky, you know, as yeah, you know. I never really planned on it. It was almost like, you know, more or less by accident. Um, I had been doing um, with some friends, I was doing a, a a little sketch comedy show, mostly doing the writing and stuff like that. And it was on local cable access, you know, around New England and on, on several different channels and things like that. But um, I started posting videos to this new platform called YouTube. And I noticed that, oh my God, these are getting a ton of views. I mean, there's six people watching the local cable access channel and, and 600 seeing the video on YouTube. Uh-huh. So that's when I realized that, okay, this is going to be um, something 
interesting and having already been in production and, and video and all that kind of stuff, I just thought, well, I'll just do this, you know, try this full time. So, uh, wow. that's it. And, you know, it's obviously a bit of a roller coaster ride being an entrepreneur and sometimes you have to switch gears and pivot and things like that. But, uh, it's been a, a pretty fun journey for the most part. So what did you do right away as an entrepreneur? So you were making videos on YouTube, yeah. but what were you doing for clients? Oh, it was a little of everything. Initially, we started basically, you know, shooting videos and commercials and public service announcements for uh, local clients, but I didn't want to really be limited by that. So I started doing videos and editing and, and even some coaching for folks all around the country and all around the world, really. So mm-hmm. one of the nice things about video is that we weren't limited by geography. True. Was it tough to get people to accept that they needed to use video? Yeah, it, it's um, it's so funny because as I was first doing this, well, YouTube was um, started in 2005 and I joined YouTube a couple months right after they started. So, so I had kind of been there from the very beginning. Um, and yeah, I mean, honestly, it was, you know, it's, it's still sometimes hard to convince people that video is a, a powerful tool. Back then it was really difficult because the equipment wasn't as advanced and, you know, you couldn't really, you know, this is my, this is my camera. So, um, but you know, every year, every, you know, every season it's gotten easier and easier the last 20 years or so. And especially in the last couple of years, it's really like, you know, now you really can't afford not to do it. Mm-hmm. Very true. And you're right with the, with the cameras, you know, you have, I mean, I'm an iPhone and an mm-hmm. Apple person. So yeah. iPhone 13, mm-hmm. <laughs> come on. It just, yeah, the shooting, camera's you know, amazing. It's shooting Hollywood movies with iPhones. So yeah, that's kind of proof that, you know, you, that the equipment is not an excuse not to get involved with video. Um, sometimes the camera shyness is a bit of an excuse, but I try to help folks with that as well. And again, I had always been behind the scenes, never on camera. I was really hesitant to do anything on camera. And then I realized like, well, if I'm, you know, teaching my students and folks to do video on camera, then I I have to be on camera whether I like it or not. That's true. Yeah. I tell you when YouTube first came out, I didn't really understand it Mm -hmm. or see the power in it right away. I was thinking, video blogs mm-hmm. and why do I want to go on there and watch other people just chat? Yeah, or, or skateboarding and, cats and <laughs> yeah. 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 I I totally didn't foresee where it was gonna go. Mm-hmm. So really short sighted of me. And uh, you know, obviously I wasn't the only one. Yeah. And know? again it was really just um you know, uh, it was kind of younger skewing and a lot of silly videos. It's kind of like what TikTok is now with all the karaoke and goofy stuff. So I'm like, okay, I think we're seeing now what's happening with TikTok and short vertical videos is what was happening to YouTube and Facebook years ago. And even Mm -hmm. though it starts as a very young demographic platform, and then it kind of spreads and goes more mainstream. Mm -hmm. So I I think that's what's going to happen with uh, TikTok as well. True. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I don't understand TikTok at all. <laughs> I, I tried to get on there and I, I don't know how to search for things. Mm-hmm. Random things come up, came up in my feed. Yeah. I'm not on there anymore. And yeah. I have friends who will share videos with me. I'm like, oh, that's really cool. I enjoyed mm-hmm. that. But then random things pop up next unrelated <laughs> to that one. And mm-hmm. I have no idea how to use it for marketing. <laughs> so yeah. Yep. 
but I'm not their demographic. So, right, right. So, but as they start to skew more mainstream, you know, we may see like, okay, I really like, I, I tell folks I've been dragged kicking and screaming into TikTok because I don't want to have to deal with another platform. Yeah. Um, especially one where the audience is so young. But again, I think it's going to um, slowly but surely, like, like other platforms did, get more mainstream. Absolutely. Yeah. So with your being in video like you are, you probably have to explore it and figure it out because somebody's going to ask you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's wild. All these new platforms. Yeah, you're right. It's tough to keep up with. Yeah, truly. Oh, my gosh. So why is video so important for marketing a business? Um, It's really because it, it can connect and engage and particularly in the last couple of years when we haven't been able to be in person as much, it's really become the, you know, the substitute and, and really one of the only ways that we can connect and engage with our audiences. Um, there's less face-to-face, there's less in-person stuff. Um, video allows us to do stuff like this where we can interact and have interviews and <clears throat> reach out to our uh, target audiences and really, you know, connect in a, a way that's more familiar. Um, I like to think that it, it really builds no like and trust faster than any other platform. So I can do a hundred articles and people really won't still won't get a sense of my personality, but if I do one video, they may finally start to, you know, get a sense of who I am. Mm-hmm. Very true. Yeah. When I started sharing videos of this podcast and that was just a month five weeks ago, something mm-hmm. like that, yep. my audience increased. Yeah, it's amazing. And I think it's just that we're, <clears throat> especially in our society, we were raised on, on television, we're so used to these images and we're so used to feeling like we know people who we watch. Um, it's just been a, a tremendous way to um, engage, particularly when we can't be in person as much. Mm-hmm. And you're so true. We do feel like we know people better when we can see them on video. Mm-hmm. We get a better sense of their personalities and insight into who they really are, even if they're not sharing personal things. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, we see them and hear, I mean, yeah, in a podcast, you hear their tone of voice, but right. to see them and see the body language and everything, it really makes a difference. Yeah. And I used to get a lot of, um, I call it the, um, I feel like I already know you effect, um, when I would go to conferences or in-person things because people had seen me on video so much that's, oh, I feel like I already know you. So mm, true. Which that is great, so, you know, being, you know, in business too. Yeah. So what about for businesses who aren't being personal mm-hmm. in their videos and who are really sharing more about, product or service <laughs> details or really yep. just more information. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you recommend that they, and I'm going to ask you for tips in a few minutes, but should they get personal? Mm-hmm. I think it, it's, <clears throat> I mean, if, if given the choice between doing sort of a product video and focusing on the product, you know, obviously that those sort of explainer videos, you do need that kind of thing if you're, you know, selling running shoes or something, but if you're in a business where, you know, you are the face of the brand, then it's important that you put yourself out there. And even sometimes um, bigger brands will do that. So you may see that, you know, the CEO of Southwest Airlines or something come on to to make a more personal kind of um, commercial or video. So um, I think there's always a place for it. But if you run 
a business where you are the the face of the business and the owner of the business, it's really important that you put yourself out there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, you're right. And even the, like you just mentioned, the CEO of Southwest, mm-hmm. I sort of am more attracted to brands or feel mm-hmm. a greater sense of loyalty yeah. when I know, <laughs> feel like I know mm-hmm. the leader's yeah, you don't bit. want to just be sort of a faceless, nameless corporation where people mm-hmm. think, oh, you, you know, I'm just a number for this company. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, when the CEOs are the are people, and that's why, you know, so many companies and brands use celebrities in advertising because they're, they're sort of getting that, you know, association, that kind of uh, halo effect from using the celebrity because people feel like they know the celebrity. Exactly. So, yeah, like Nike is a great example of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know the leaders of Nike, but -hmm. just knowing all the celebrities who wear Nike and are in their ads. Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. like, okay, I want to be like, like them. So yeah, and I'd like to think I'm immune to it. But even things like I saw Jimmy Kimmel wearing an aura ring. So I had to get an aura ring that tracks your steps and your sleep and stuff like that. So it's kind of like, okay, I have to admit I was influenced by a celebrity. So yeah, yeah. We're not immune, are we? (laughs) Very true. Um, So where do you suggest that businesses share videos? It really depends where their audience is. Um, So again, if it's a a corporate audience, LinkedIn is a great platform. YouTube is sort of, has become kind of a mass market. Like, you know, you almost have to be there because it's the second biggest search engine behind Google, which owns it. And, um, you know, again, Facebook, I I like to tell folks, you know, it's hard to be everywhere. So figure out where your target market hangs out. And I call it your video sweet spot. You got to find the combination of what kind and style of video do you like to do? And what does your uh, audience want to see? And where are they? So once you find that intersection of like, okay, you know, uh, my audience loves goofy, funny videos that I do on YouTube. So that may be my sweet spot or my audience likes videos where I'm sharing tips on LinkedIn. So it really comes down to um, where is your target market? That makes sense. You know, we mentioned TikTok earlier. So I don't do as much there because the vast majority of the audience is under 25 years old and that's not my target market. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I'm experimenting with it and and sort of dipping my toes in the water. but, But at this point, it's like, well, it's not where I should put my energy because most of my market is not there. Mm hmm. True. And it kind of seems like if, if, if they're already on TikTok, I mean, clearly there are plenty of people mm-hmm. on TikTok who aren't making videos, right? You know, they're just scrolling through and watching mm-hmm. videos. Yeah. The people on TikTok, I mean, everyone is a video producer these yep. days, mm-hmm. as you know, as we see on TikTok, but that doesn't mean they don't need your help. <laughs> exactly. And again, there are, you know, a billion, as you mentioned, you know, there's a lot of people who aren't necessarily making videos who are watching videos. There are now a billion viewers on TikTok, which is like, okay, now I got to pay attention to that number because it just went to the B number. So, wow. Mm-hmm. So yeah, maybe you should figure out TikTok so you can help all those people who want to be TikTokers. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, that many. That's crazy. It is crazy. It's just growing like, like a weed. So yeah. I had no idea. Wow. So you write on your website about the five pillars of video marketing. Mm -hmm. Do you mind sharing what those are? Sure. 
Um, and I like, you know, alliterations. I have the LP's purpose, which is the goal of your video. A lot of folks jump right into it and they're like, wait a minute, why am I doing this again? Because everybody else is doing it. No, that's not a good reason. What's your objective? What's your goal? What do you want that video or videos to accomplish? The second is premise, which is essentially the message or the content of your video. The third is production, which is, okay, what, what equipment should I use? And interestingly, a lot of people think that that's first, but, you know, it's like figure out your goal and your message, and then you can decide what what equipment or apps or whatever you need to produce it. And in most cases, it's really not a lot. It's a webcam like this, or as we mentioned before, it might be your iPhone camera. Um, the fourth P or pillar is platform. And again, that's, okay, do I put this on YouTube or TikTok or Facebook or all of the above or my website? Um, so you have to figure out exactly where you're going to you know, distribute your video. And then the final one is promotion or really kind of sharing it, getting it out there um, across several platforms, repurposing it if, if necessary. A lot of folks now are taking longer videos that they have on YouTube and turning them into shorter videos for um, platforms like TikTok or Instagram Reels, which, which are geared more towards short form video. Mm -hmm. Is that so interesting? Purpose, premise, oh, purpose, premise, production, platform, promotion. That's great. That's, that's yeah, right. I love alliteration too. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. So isn't it interesting though that we create a video to help promote our business, but mm -hmm. then we actually do have to promote the video yes. a little bit? Yeah. So a lot of the thing, it's so funny because even with some of my clients now, you know, I create videos for them and they think, well, I put it on YouTube and nothing happened. It's like, well, you can't just put it on YouTube. You have to, like anything else, let people know it's there, promote it, share it, distribute it. You know, maybe it's better that you put it on Facebook or LinkedIn in addition to YouTube. So, so that's kind of like a lot of people think the work is done when the video is done, but that's kind of when it just begins. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's a tool, mm -hmm. but to get people back to our website, our business, to yep. read our content, mm -hmm. to eventually buy from us. But yeah, it doesn't just sit there. Yeah. And that brings up a good point, which is that every video really needs to have a call to action. So it's not enough to just say, I did, I did a video, I did five tips about my niche on YouTube. It's like, well, what did you ask the viewer to do when the video was done? Did you ask them to go to your website or sign up for a free report and get them on your mailing list, whatever it may be. If you don't have that call to action, you've sort of missed the whole point of doing the video. Mm, that's great. So in addition to those two, what are some other call to, calls to action? It really can be pretty much, you know, you have to sort of think, okay, what do I want the viewer to do at the end of this video? Because if you don't tell them and you don't give them very specific guidance, especially if they're on YouTube, they're off, you know, down another rabbit hole. And I mean, I, I fall into the same trap of like, okay, I'm, I went to YouTube to find out how to find, how to use a particular WordPress plugin. Uh, and I ended up watching, you know, Led Zeppelin drummer videos from 1970. Like, I don't know how I got here, but so you really want to, you know, guide the viewer where you want them, wherever that may be. It could be to go to your website. It could be to buy something it could be to you know really just about anything you want the viewer to do what's the next action you want them to take mm -hmm. so if it's yeah a service it might be to donate to a cause or 
um, whatever it may be. And, and the nice thing about videos is usually you have to think about the context of where this video is living. You know, can you, if it's on Facebook, will you put a link to that call to action below in the comments? Or if it's on your website, will you have some kind of a, a buy or donate or go here button? That's great. Yeah, on YouTube, it took me a while to put anything, mm -hmm. especially because I share the videos on my website and on YouTube. Right. And so they're actually like two different calls to action in a way. Mm -hmm. So in YouTube, I put a link back to my website, yeah. but I also write in the, in the comments on YouTube mm -hmm. or in the description on YouTube, please like and yeah. subscribe. I know that's, you know, standard call to action on YouTube, yeah, exactly. Yeah. but I don't say that in the video because mm -hmm. the video is on my website. Yeah. So they can't no, like and subscribe on my yeah. website. Yeah. yeah. An alternate ending or an alternate video. So, yeah. yeah. So it that's really does point. depend on like, again, the context of where is that video living and where is it seen? Because it may not be, it may not be appropriate to put the same video that's on YouTube on LinkedIn because the calls to action may be different or the audience may be different. Yeah. Great point. Uh, yeah. And, and, you know, I so far have tried to keep it really simple for myself. So I'm not recording multiple videos, you know, one video per platform, but right. yeah, I just might have to at some mm -hmm. point, you know, yep. this we're not going to do multiple videos. Yeah. For one interview. Yeah. <laughs> so I, it, it's just going to have to be in the description that mm -hmm. there's something. Exactly. Know? Yep. So anyway. Um, okay. So what tips do you have for videos in general, video marketing, mm -hmm. how, what, you know, for people who are really hesitant, mm -hmm. I think the um, the main thing is to really uh, get started. It's it's probably not as scary as you think, or as complicated as you think. And again, I think the one of the things is really figure out what that I mentioned the video sweet spot. Figure out what is the you know the best platform for you to use. Some people love live video and they just jump on Facebook Live and they're off and running. Um, other folks prefer. You know, like I do a lot of webinars where I'm sharing slides and sharing a lot of information. So there's no one way to do it. and There's no particular right way to do it. It really depends on, you know, what's what's the video that you're actually going to do. So a lot of it is really getting started and figuring out, OK, well, what is my sort of go to video style? Um, and again, that goes back to the, the first P of purpose. What do you want that video to do? What are you trying to accomplish with that video? Um, a 45 minute webinar is a lot different than, you know, a, a 60 second TikTok video. So it really, again, comes back to start with the, you know, begin with the end in mind, start with the purpose of the video and then figure out where to go from there. But the main thing is just, you know, do something, figure out, even if it's a, a quick Facebook live that you just do to your Facebook group, you know, that's sort of semi-private. So, and I think Facebook is a great way or Facebook live is a great way to start because it's informal, it's casual, it's simple. You can do it with a few taps on your phone and you're off and running. So there's not a lot of technology involved. There's not a lot of pressure. You don't necessarily need to have a big script. So, you know, kind of figure out what that, what that first step is and how to dip your toes into the water and then just kind of get started from there. That's great. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing. A lot of people just say they don't know where to start or they feel like they don't have time. And then they realize, oh, I just did a Facebook live for 10 minutes and I didn't have to do any prep. I just 
went on my phone. Um, and again, a lot of those videos that are just casual behind the scenes or whatever, um, those are the ones that tend to really kind of create more buzz. True. Even, you know, holding your phone, mm -hmm. even if you don't start out with any kind of little tripod or anything, yeah. um, I have propped my phone up mm -hmm. on some books, yeah. you know, stagger the books and prop it up like that. Mm -hmm. um, I do have a little phone stand that'll also hold my iPad yeah. and it's not tall. It's just mm -hmm. this short little thing. So then I'll prop it up on some boxes or something. Mm -hmm. So now I have an external camera for my computer, but yeah, yeah. as far as using the phone, mm -hmm. yeah, you can start really simple. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. That's the whole thing. The main thing is to just kind of get started. Don't be afraid to experiment. Don't be afraid to try new platforms. Um, and you may just sort of find like, oh my gosh, I, I really like doing TikTok videos. I mean, that isn't for me, but there, there are folks who may just say, you know, I've sort of found my sweet spot and I'm going to stick with it. Yeah. And as we've seen from TikTok, mm -hmm. silly is good. <laughs> yeah. Humor always seems to work pretty well. So, Yes, it does. Yeah. And oh that's the other gosh. thing. I mean, people may say, well, I, you know, I'm not that funny. It's like, well, you don't have to do funny if you're not funny. You can do whatever your personality allows. I mean, I have my special guest here, Regina the Pug, who just woke up. Um, I love Regina. And I put dogs in my videos a lot because they're, they're probably going to make their presence felt somewhere along the video anyway. It's like, well, if you're going to bark and interrupt my video, then you might as well, you know, go over, go over here and be cute and, and, um, you know, make an appearance on camera. So exactly. Yeah. Cats are good. Yes. Yeah. Pets or kids. So yeah, my kids are grown up, so I have to go with the pets. <laughs> yeah. 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 And mistakes are fine. Being real is good. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and that's the other thing that's an interesting trend. And I think it's again, because of the pandemic, we're all working, a lot of us are working from home and, and spending a lot of time on zoom um people want the authenticity they want the the raw ed edges they want the behind the scenes so um even for bigger brands trying to be more authentic and it's like it's easier for entrepreneurs and and people who run their own businesses to do that because you know they, they don't have all they may not have the budget to do fancy anyway very true yeah i think when we try to compete with some real pros out there who do have the budgets and a team and mm -hmm. all of that. Yeah. yeah. I know that I have uh, like team envy. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like home studio envy. You know? mm -hmm. <laughs> my living room is a dining room, yeah. my studio. So. Right. Studio. And that's the thing. It's like, you know, it's like you can't, um, a lot of folks sometimes, you know, um, Marie Folio is an entrepreneur um, person who's like a very, very high production values and just a team and a crew and makeup. And it's like, well, you know, we, we don't all have those resources. So just you do you. Yep. Yep. Her productions are outstanding mm. and gorgeous. And yes. Yeah. I'm like, well, I'm not there, so I'm going to do what I can do. Mm -hmm. And yeah. Yeah. And, and she didn't like... start out there, you know, no, she didn't I mean, I... come out of the gate there. So no, yeah. and that's, you know, she's, that's, uh, and maybe not every video she does has that production value again. Yeah. Another day she might be in her car with her iPhone. Um, yeah. And I just have like my, I have a white wall behind me. So I have this literally $17 vinyl background tacked to the wall and I switch nice. it out from time to time. Um, 
I just have this one up here because I'm I'm going to Italy next month, so I'm trying to get into the <laughs> into the frame of mind for it. Nice. Yeah. I'm sure that's not that difficult to get into an Italy frame of mind though, huh? Yeah. <laughs> nice. Cool. And and since you brought up Marie Forleo, of course she says don't go for perfection. You know, mm-hmm. just take action. So right. Yeah, done is better than perfect. Um, yes. And I would say, well, it's easy for her to say because she has <laughs> the resources to do it. But again, you don't, every video doesn't have to be, um, you know, a big production. And that's another interesting distinction that I like to make is that you can do, you, you have your quick videos and you have your keeper videos. And a quick video is a Facebook Live or a quick tip or something that you don't put too, too much thought and effort into. It's just like, I'm just going to do these five quick tips and put them on YouTube. A keeper video, on the other hand, is if you have, um, if you're selling a product or service, if I'm selling a a $10,000 mastermind, I don't don't want to do a schlocky video. I want to spend some time and have this video uh, make it right. Or keeper video is your homepage video, a YouTube channel trailer, something that's going to have shelf life and represent your brand. So when you make that distinction, is this a quick video or a keeper video, it gives you permission to like, okay, the quick videos are just, you know, just going to basically turn on the camera and go. Oh, that's a great distinction. Yeah. Thank you for that. Perfect. Wonderful tips. This is great. So anything you work, you're working on right now that you want to share with people? Um, it's interesting because as much as I don't want to call myself a a video editor, because I don't want to get pigeonholed in that, I'm doing a lot of that for clients where I'm doing, um, zoom interviews like this and then saying, look, you, all you have to do is answer the questions and then I'll go away and make the series of video tips. So I can take a zoom call that's 45 minutes and turn it into 10 or 20 videos um, for, for folks. So that's kind of one of the things that one of the services I provide because like I can edit uh, I've been doing it for 20 plus years, so I can do it fairly quickly. And I realize that video editing is one of the things that, that most entrepreneurs don't want to do. It's certainly not their zone of genius. So I find myself doing a lot of um, editing for folks and kind of take pride in the fact that like I can take whatever you give me and make it look really good. So mm, Very cool. Yeah, that is tough for people. Mm-hmm. I think even just the idea of editing at all, you know, taking their raw video and, and editing the thing, even to stay full length is really daunting. So I've been doing a lot of that lately and and just um, a lot of what I call done for you videos because people, a lot of folks Mm. don't want to do it themselves. Yeah. Very true. Very cool. Anything else that I didn't ask you about that you want to share with us? Um, just that, you know, I think that, again, that the power of video, especially now when, you know, we're in sort of this weird hybrid, you know, am I in the office? Am I not in the office? Am I going to a conference? Am I staying home? Um, video gives us the ability to sort of be there without being there. Um, and it's just very efficient. You know, I, again, I can I can go to a speaking engagement and I'm going to, you know, if it's on the West Coast, it's like, okay, well, that's three days and I'm, you know, travel and this and that. Or I can just do a virtual appearance and show up and be done in 45 minutes compared to Mm. three days so there are advantages there and then the only other thing that that i want to kind of leave folks with is that um most folks are not that comfortable on camera because it's not something that we do every day 
Um, and I think, you know, part of it, you have to get comfortable being uncomfortable, but the other part is the more you do it, the easier it gets. And I, I am the poster child for camera shy. I don't want to be on camera kind of thing. But again, I got to practice what I preach. And mm -hmm. the more we do it, the more we realize, oh my God, the camera doesn't bite and it's not that scary. And, you know, I haven't found the Brad Pitt filter on my camera yet, but when I do, I'm going to be totally ready to go. So for now you get me. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, too much Brad Pitt, we don't need. Yeah, and, yeah. So and it would get boring. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Again, people want us, they want real. So right. yeah. So that's good. Thank you so much. This that's has been good. really great and, and people do need help with video. And yeah, I know I still hesitate. It's it's rare that I do an Instagram reel that that's just me, like you know, mm -hmm. that I record in the moment. Yeah. So, yeah. And yeah. I, I'm the same way. It's like, I find it's in fits and starts and people think I just sit around doing videos all day. It's like, I, I may like, okay, it's quiet. The dogs are not barking. The guy next door isn't blowing his leaves. So I might do three or four or 10 videos at a time and then be done with it for, for weeks and then not, not do another video. So it may seem like I'm always out there, but I'm, I'm usually batch recording and then dripping the stuff out. So mm, see that's, yeah, that's a great point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, to batch them, do a bunch at once. Um, yeah. Don't share them all at once. Hold on yeah. to them. Yeah. Yeah. You've got a few weeks. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Kelly. I appreciate it. This has it. been great. Thanks. Absolutely. So thank y'all for being here, watching and listening. Y'all can find Lou at loubortone.com, link in the show notes and on my website, and right here on YouTube, wherever you're watching or listening. Um, you can find me at angelakellysmith.com. Check out Women Podcasters Academy at womenpodcastersacademy.com. And I will be back next week with more branding design and... Um, Oh my God, <laughs> building a business tips. <laughs> uh, I will have another interview guest next week. So thanks for being here. See you next week.